Right, hello, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh on a different computer, Bashinsky. And today we have science. Science doesn't care what you believe, shirt on. And uh, I'd like to introduce all the uh, people I have here on the show while I mute myself because I forgot things haven't changed much. Uh, I'd like to introduce Ted. Come on, say hi there, Ted. Hello. I'd like to introduce Jordan Pierce. What's up, everyone? And I would like to introduce uh, uh, a SEO comeback from the wilds with a crazy beard. His name is Clint Butler. Say hi there, Clint. Hey, everyone. How you doing? <laughs> doing well, Clint. How you been doing, man? I haven't seen you for a while. I'm doing great. It's finally dig dug myself out of the hole I was in. And, um, Sweet. I'm back. I'm live. <laughs> Sweet. I, li I like the beard. I like the Billy Go gruff you got going on there. Yeah, that's the only thing I can grow. The rest of my face is all spotty and patchy and stuff. Ruffy <laughs> hasn't got a new hat, though. Love the hat, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a nice black hat, shall we say. He said with quotations, not wanting to out Clint or anything. Okay, so if you guys have never seen the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show before, where have you been? We are the finest SEO show on the YouTubes because we use this thing called science that doesn't care what you believe. To prove what the ranking factors are beyond a shadow of a doubt, or as much as we can, as much as Google gives us access to prove such a thing. And we uh, use these results to uh, run our mentorship groups and run groups like uh, SIA, which Clint is part of, and Ted, and I'm also part of that as well, but also my mentorship group where we do scientific ICO experiments. Uh, Cameron uh, is part of both, I believe. Uh, Jesper is a student in my mentorship group. Tracy is as well. Ryan and Marissa are well. So, um, Today is going to be a special day. It's Cora Day, and uh, I'm going to be showing a whole bunch of Cora reports that I've done. Cora is a piece of correlation software that Ted constructed that reads over 500 or 600 uh, on-page and off-page factors that does the, uh, that checks over a thousand web pages at the same time to correlate what the rankings are in your particular niche. And uh, I'm going to show you uh, some of the uh, cool reports that it puts out and some of the other stuff. And Ted, if you have anything else you want to add to uh, what I'm showing, by all means, you go ahead and add to it. But before I do that, I just want to mention, if you have any SEO questions, you can ask them on the top right-hand side. You might be wondering, Josh, why are you in a different place today? I'm in the same room. Uh, Mac computer's right there. It's just because today I want to run some core reports for you guys, and it takes much less time on this computer, so that's why I'm on this computer. And uh, this is my big, mean Windows machine ready to pump out some core reports for you. So if you have any SEO questions, ask them in the top right-hand side. If you want me to run some Quora reports for you and see how I would use Quora and how I would go through it and check things out uh, in the chat, uh, give me what I need. I'm going to need your exact URL you're trying to rank. So redapples.com slash the page name or redapples.com slash if it's the URL. The search phrase you're trying to rank for and the language you're trying to rank it in. And I will try to run Quora here in the background and maybe Ted can help out with that if he, if he wants to. And uh, we'll try to get some core reports out there for you and try to give you some information as to uh, maybe what's going on with your rankings and where you are. But before I get to that, I just want to open up to the panel. How are you guys doing? What's new in SEO? What's new for you guys? Um, there was a nice little exploit in local this week. I won't say exactly what it was, but doing so, it unfortunately reset the clock on some of these guys' listings and some features disappeared from people's GMBs. So that usually means when they do updates or do cleanups, it usually opens up some uh, some loopholes for some black hats. Hmm, interesting. And this is interesting news. Okay, we'll keep that in mind. 
Uh, rescue folks, how's things going? There, I was muted. Uh, well, I, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm following on. We brought White uh, SEO this week back online. Uh, the biggest news I found was uh, the uh, SEO roundtable. They saved us all from the evil black hat people and complained enough to, to Google that they fixed the uh, knowledge graph uh, tweak in the URLs. Um, they told Google that people were ripping people off with that, which I have not yet seen one instance of it or one proof of it, but they changed that. So now I can't clown Josh and put, you know, the worst SEO in 2019 and put Josh's knowledge graph on there anymore. So. Damn it. But there's always Photoshop, Josh. So there will be. A yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All, all the haters out there have, have sent me many Photoshops of me doing various things. Some of them are quite funny. Actually. I like some of them. Okay. So let's get right to the show. Uh, let's see what kind of questions we have going on here from you folks. And what kind of core reports you want? I have one folk, one person who mentioned a core report in the chat here, and that's Ryan, who is just up island from me. Ryan, do you have uh, snow right now? I heard you guys got hit by snow. We did not get hit by snow, although it's pretty cold out, so I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to hit by it. Uh, like the mountains got snow, but where I'm at, don't. Ah, uh, we don't, we normally don't get snow in our neck of the woods. So I know you're like, but you're Canadian. I know we're Canadian, but we normally don't, don't, get, don't get snow. It's a little well-known kept secret. Okay. So let me show you some of the uh, core stuff that I've been doing. So here is a bunch of really cool stuff that core can do. Uh, once you have a whole number of reports, now here's my core reports. I've got quite a few of them here. You can probably see them here. You don't have to actually read the names. Just notice there's a bunch of files in here. And once you have a bunch of files in there, what you can do is the first thing I want to show you is something called Core Trends. Uh, Core Trends is a cool little piece of software that comes with Cora. Is that big enough for you guys to read? How's that look? Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. So what it does is it checks all of your, all of your uh, samples that are in your Cora folder. And it'll run trends on them to show you what the highest correlating uh, 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 SEO factors are from across all of your different uh, files. And so why would you want to run this? Well, once you start getting a lot of samples, I had 35 samples in my folder here. Once you start getting a lot of samples, you can really start to tell what the kind of major ranking factors are. And uh, let me just do a search here for keywords. Hmm. You think keywords could be a ranking factor? Maybe, <laughs> possibly. Is you know, is is anybody wondering whether keywords are a ranking factor or not at this point? Uh, they definitely are. Are this is Cora is measuring it, and from a from a scientific standpoint, we're also measuring it from a number of different scientific standpoints, from different kinds of single variable experiments that we're running to prove what the ranking factors are. We're not guessing what the ranking factors are. I want to show how we're using scientific methods to determine what the ranking factors are. Uh, and uh, search terms is also keywords as well. And so is term frequency. So these first ones here, search terms, search terms, search terms, these are all the first, the top 12 of uh, correlating factors that from all of our reports all have to do with keywords and search terms. Now, we break it down to a number of different kinds of keywords. There's exact match query keywords. There's uh, partial match and related keywords. Uh, and then there's topically relevant words and LSI keywords. Those are all different kinds of keywords that go on your page. 
And those are all important for ranking. It's not just about your single keyword anymore. It's about what's related to that keyword. What's a synonym for that keyword and also potentially sentiment words as well. So this is what Cora is tracking here in various different ways. If you want to learn the magic of how to use this to easily boost your rankings, guaranteed you need to contact uh, myself, Josh Pashinsky at gmail, uh, Josh Pashinsky at gmail.com or look at secretseo.guru uh, and start doing science the way that my group is doing it, the way that SIA is doing it. Uh, we have all different kinds of testing that we're, and we're like peer review. We're testing each other's tests. And that's the way science is supposed to work, folks. That's why I'm wearing my science uh, T-shirt. Now, all of all these, these except for page size kilobytes, even the top 18 are all keyword-based. So hey, if you're Josh? wondering where the trend is going, I mean, this is pretty obvious. Hey, Josh, quick question. Mm -hmm. I know this is just a sample set so you can illustrate the tool, but how many keywords do you put together uh, do you list like a hundred in the same market in the same niche, or do you put together a, a conglomerate of like a thousand keywords from different markets before you say, Hey, this is a factor before you consider it a factor. That's a really good question. Um, for me, it comes down to our single variable tests and what the single variable tests uh, show. So um, we've run a couple different experiments uh, showing both instances are ranking factors. And again, not only the exact match query, but their related keywords. Uh, Pop calls them variants. Cora calls them keywords. Uh, the topically relevant words are, are, which are also the LSI keywords. And that can also include the sentiment keywords. We found there's special ranking factors in all those different categories. Uh, and, uh, uh, and there's different ways you need to manipulate that. Uh, and also Cora is tracking them in a different way, as, as you well know, by correlations on the existing web of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, so when I say I, I, I think this is a ranking factor, it's from the strength of our testing that we've done. Uh, and now it's true. Um, you know, there's different ways of cutting up the search results, as, as you're alluding to. There's 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 info queries versus transactional queries. There's local versus global. Uh, those are just two ways of cutting them up. And so you might want to ask uh, something like, "Well, well, Josh, okay, fine. You say keywords are ranking factor for global searches." But is it also a ranking factor for local searches and stuff like that? Yeah. And that's where testing is ongoing. Uh, but I mean, I think it's pretty clear when you look at the core reports, even for local queries, uh, that um, uh, keywords are clearly very, very important. Uh, and uh, all of our testing is pointing in that direction. So testing uh, local in a single variable way is is pretty hard, if not impossible. So it's hard to get that kind of testing going. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, I just think it's like I think if Cora taught us anything is that markets have specific trends for uh, what ranking factors Google's are looking at, and it bounces from market to market. You know, Jordan's good and he's deep in locksmiths versus I'm deep in rehab, and what he's got to do is way different than what I got to do. So I think just people need to understand that. And, and then I just kind of like, cause we're presenting SEO data, you know, you do it, I do it, Ted do it, Kyle, Kyle does it. Uh, and we just need to, you know, articulate how we're, we're judging that when we say, Hey, this is a ranking factor. So I don't know. I think like Ted's new, uh, he, he announced it the last couple of weeks. I actually got to watch the last couple of weeks. This is why I wanted to come on this week is, um, 
his his word people are kind of sending him data through Cora so he can correlate all that stuff. Yes, exactly. it together, and you know, I, I hit him off on the side too. Is it are you gonna health niche? All the health niches are going to go in this data set. All the real estate is going to go into this data set, or is it going to be a smash? Uh, a smash up so that'll be interesting to see how that's executed yeah it will be um, I, I won't be able to segment by niche because the uh the promise is that uh we won't share keywords and so we'd have to know keywords to be able to categorize a niche yeah uh, Maybe but, you can do an option in Cora where i can turn that on i don't care if you get my keywords it's the the matching of my keywords and my clients that I that, that would bother me. You know what I mean? So, if I if I have the the option to turn it on in there in core and say, yeah, take it out my keywords, knock it out. You know, I have no problem. You know, I'm getting ready to automate Cora, so I have no problem sending you a hundred keywords at a time. That, that doesn't bother me enough because it, it, ultimately that data that I'm going to see that you're putting together and correlating is better for me anyway. So, I, I yeah, I would just. That, that's maybe ask your users, but in my opinion, I don't see, I don't have a problem giving you my keywords. I wouldn't care either. You can see my keywords. <laughs> I already show you all my keywords. Here, Ted, look at this. Look what I did. Like, <laughs> I'm already showing you my keywords. By all means, use the keywords. If you could segment it in different ways, what does everyone else in the panel think? Would you want uh, uh, Ted to be able to do that? Yeah, I don't care if you see my keywords. I think it, especially, I, uh, you know, it was a good point brought up is being able to distinguish between different niches to really see. You know, something may be more of a factor in health as opposed to like the home services. So it'd be good for people to see that. Okay. Well, this is great feedback. I'll uh, I'll look into doing that. Shh, Ted, quiet. There's, there's an animal behind you. Oh, he's Sneaking coming right you. for me. <laughs> it's coming right. right for you. It's kind of like your other. I kind of like your other mascot better, and that one kind of scares me, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> the hedgehog? My, my friend used to have that as a pet. Their quills are quite sharp. Okay, so I'm running the Couch and River Tubing uh, core report for Ryan right now. Uh, and uh, if you guys have any other core reports you want me to run while we're live on air, by all means, get them to me. I need the exact URL you're trying to rank, uh, and I need the exact uh, search query you're trying to rank for. Yeah, I did Atlanta web design, so I'm going to look yeah. at that one shortly. Okay, great. Um, and yeah, and uh, yeah. So, Clint, get back to your 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 very your very worthy comment. You're absolutely right. We do a whole bunch of testing. The testing is 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 tricky to get down, but not that hard. The hard part is in interpreting what the evidence is saying, right? Yeah. And that's the super super hard part. And I mean, you just look in real science. They argue till the cows come home, and some some scientific uh, some scientific theories aren't considered proven until like literally a hundred years later or almost a hundred years later. You know, like the general theory of relativity, Einstein's general theory of relativity was what was, everyone was kind of using, but it wasn't officially considered proven until I think just like 10 years ago or something like that. And it was almost a hundred years old. So it's, it's people of good conscience and, and people who are honestly looking for the truth and looking for science and trying to figure it out need to come together and have friendly debates as to what they think the evidence means. And that's the next hurdle for our industry. The first hurdle was becoming scientific, period, in my opinion. And now the next hurdle is becoming even more scientific, is, is now getting a peer review groups going and now getting different ways of testing our testing going, which I am all for. And uh, I'd love to see if, you know, if, if Ted comes back with a result that counters any of my results or Kyle comes back or you come back with results, they're not what I, what I came up with. 
then I'm scratching my head. Like, I want to know why there's a difference there, right? I want to get to the bottom of it. Because at the end of the day, all I want to be able to do is provide recommendations based off of science and, uh, and provide uh, examples like bit.ly slash SEO proof. If any of you guys out there are wondering how good the recommendations are, uh, or how good the testing has been thus far, the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the day, the proof is in the recommendations I make that give rankings and the rankings I give to my own client sites. Go to bit.ly slash, I'm fully transparent with this, go to bit.ly slash SEO proof. I'm not showing you the sites because obviously my clients wouldn't like me telling you what their sites are. And same with my students. But our results are, our, most of our results are there. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof and you can see the actual proof of our results uh, of our scientific method there, which I fully admit can always get better and is always going to improve and is, and is always going to get better. Yeah, and I think we need to start peer reviewing each other. And yes. so much as Josh says, now this was this one killed me. Uh, I was gone when you said it, or I would have probably pounced on you like a rabbit dog. But you <laughs> said the silos don't work, and uh -huh. I know for a fact that they do. So, how would I scientifically prove that? Well, one, I can just say, well, look at the silo. This is how I did it, and this is how it's ranking. Or two, I can say, Josh, what did you do to how did you test it? Give me the exact steps of the process that you tested, and I'll see if I do if I can duplicate it. Yeah. And then that's you know a secondary review. A lot of the studies, there's no one doing secondary reviews. There's plenty of people testing now, testing, uh, but there's no one actually going back and do and doing secondary reviews. And I think like Ted, he's doing pretty good. I think he's doing pretty good. Because he's adding, he's going in and he just didn't let Cora sit on his laurels. I think it started with, what, 500 factors, Ted, and now you're working on close to 1,000 uh, that you're trying to implement. So he's not resting on his laurels and he's testing and then retesting his hypothesis. And I think that we just need to do that with each other uh, in a way that it's a lot uh, less confrontational and competitive. Because our our market, you know, I'm I'm a black hat guy. I think I'm a decent guy, and but I'll tell you to fuck off if you need it. But <laughs> there's people that are, you know, they built entire brands, or they go through and run through Facebook and just tear down people. You and I know I don't like Chase Rainier. We're not pals. We're never gonna be pals. But I'm not gonna get on Facebook and slam the dude because he made it made an assertion that I didn't agree with mm -hmm. and personally attack them. And that stuff is happening all too often. So I think that this test results format that SIA is doing, you're doing, uh, I'm getting ready to do it when I'm launching a new course this year, is bringing in test results and then bringing in people that will be able to call me on my bullshit if I have it or I'll be able to call them on their bullshit or we'll agree and say it works mm -hmm. and we'll all have to make a whole bunch of money. So um, I think that's where we need to, as, a, as, a, as an industry, that's probably our next step. Yeah, I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that, that's the logical next step anyway, when you think about it. Like once we become scientific, now we need to start doing peer review like real science does. And uh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, th th there's the sensationalism in the marketing. There's the there's the grandiose marketing claims that, you know, everybody in, in this industry makes are one thing. And then, then, but all the actual results are another thing. And I totally agree from that perspective that uh, uh, we definitely, I think we need, we would all be better and all of our games would get better if we all came together and and was able to peer review each other's uh, each other's results for sure. Yeah, and just if you're going to put out testing, if you're going to say you did testing, how did you do your testing? Be be open and honest with me. How did you do your testing? That's what I want to see. Uh, you know, Dory and Kyle, particularly Kyle, started SIA. They were the first ones to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And then everyone jumped on their crap saying, oh, their testing method sucks. But no one really knew what their testing method was. But they all did it. And then they started their own little groups. SEO Signals Lab, that one started off that way. Now it's actually a pretty good form. Uh, what's the other one? The Lab. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one turned into a training course. We're testing, but it's a, it's a collection of courses. Uh, and there's and then now there's you as a competitor. And then it'll be me as a competitor, which I honestly... I think because we're so intermingled, we're not really competing each other. We're inadvertently peer reviewing each other, and then we just need to express that to people so that they, when they look at when they look at you talking or they see me talking, they know that we're coming from a place that. Um, no, I don't. I don't know about you, but I can speak for myself. Is I when I do my show, I pitch probably in the first ten seconds, and then I don't pitch anymore. Because I'm there to provide you value, and I want you to know that as a, as a as a viewer, and I want you to know that as my client, I'm there to give you value. You might give me money in trade, but you know, and, and that's awesome because I really like money. Um, but if that's if it's working out, where we are tearing each other down to promote ourselves, then we got a serious issue. And I think right now the SEO world has a serious issue. But, oh, I agree, um, definitely. Things get super negative for sure. Yeah. I mean, well, Chase, it's almost like Democrats and Republicans, but now we have. <laughs> oh, not that bad. <laughs> we have on page people who think technical SEOs and then we're link builders. So it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. This has become kind of an industry discussion, but it's it's a good discussion. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree t- entirely. In, in terms of the science, um, it needs peer review and it needs uh, people, friends of good conscience who are able to, in a friendly way, be like, did you think of this? Did you think of that? I don't think it proves what you think it proves. And I think we, in that sense, we definitely need all to get our egos out of it. I think we need to get our emotions out of it because uh, that's how the science improves. And then the other side of it is what you mentioned for sure. There's there's the grandiose showboating. There's the grandiose claims. There's the shit talking. There's the there's the there's the confrontational talking. There's the memes about each other. You know, I, I agree with you entirely. It would be nice if if we could all get along. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I don't know if I could ever get you and Chase in a room and, and things would be amicable. Well, I don't I mean, I don't even, you don't even have to get along with someone. You don't personally have to like people. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to represent yourself <laughs> on the internet, the least thing you could do is be professional. I agree. Yeah, definitely a level of professionalism, I think, would be would be a good thing. If it's your full nature to be a complete a-hole the entire time, then just get off the internet. <laughs> it wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, don't 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 show your face. Okay. Don't run around in groups. Just go do your thing. Make all kinds of money. <laughs> right, right. But that's you know if that's your style is to take each other down and and oh I don't really disagree with you. You're an a hole or whatever. Then you know whatever. So yeah, we, we the the way the world has evolved into listening to science. The the SEO industry has to evolve in that way as well and realize when when a proof has been made versus a grandiose claim. I think that's the next hurdle philosophically that we all need to get over because then that would stop the grandiose claims and all the grandiose uh, emotions that go with it, I think would reduce when people start to get down to business and be like, Hey, just show me the science yet. Yeah, stop it with all your bragging, you know, whatever, just, just give me all the science. And I think when we get to that point, uh, I think, I think, I think all the goals align. I think at that point. And I think it'll, it makes for one a better industry for the clients, the people that are mm-hmm. paying us all this money and then making this like the number one job on the planet for me right now. Yes, for sure. Um, and then two, it just we as providers of information 
provide more. We're stepping up our game now and we're actually doing good things. So it's hey. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's about it's about cutting through the noise, right? Cutting through all the noise. And instead of talking louder and making grandiose claims and emotional like beefs like WWE, if we could just be like data and show the data and yeah. if people could be trained to realize that's the important thing to be looking at and not our grandiose claims right now a lot of the reason why a lot of us uh, uh seo consultants and seo education people are making grandiose claims uh is because that's what gets people paying attention right yeah. if, if, well, if it only they would pay attention to the data that would, that would then we wouldn't have to do that anymore it's marketing it's you know marketing is what it is is if we're creating a course we're doing a piece of software we're marketing it and nine times out of ten sales is the number one thing you know ted's got a very specific product that is rare and he's just not going to be able to sell it to everybody because 90 percent of the people just aren't going to understand cora True. but a general software provider a general course provider in the SEO and the industry is doing marketing and so they got to sell they got to find the pain points I don't have the time or too lazy I don't know how and then they put those courses together and feed and solve that problem in their sales page I get that and I understand that and I'm not hating on that Becker's probably the number one guy in the industry right now selling internet marketing stuff and how mm -hmm. he does that so uh, but everyone will tell you that it's pretty <laughs> over the top right I think, but when we're having this conversation, how do I rank? Or, you know, Nick is on there, Nick Leon, he, he's asking you, how do I rank using this tool and stuff? That's when they have to know, hey, look, here's the, what the tool did, and here's how I use that information. Here's exactly how I tested it, and this is what it did for me. Now you go try it. Um, and I think that'll serve everyone better. I agree for sure. Okay, so let's move on. See Ted, he's over there. Trying to get some of these questions in here. I see Ted has already got that one done, and I've got Couch and River. I can hear my computer stopped, so so that's done. I was ready. So Ted, you want to go through the one you did, and then I'll go through this one here. Uh sure. Let me go ahead and do this. Okay. Um. So I ran it. I could see right away that uh, you weren't ranking for your target search term. And so that means you typically have a relevancy problem. Your page isn't relevant for the keyword in Google's eyes yet. Uh, typically what gets you there is your title, uh, meta description, headings, and keyword usage on page. Um, so you have uh, some pretty big deficits in terms of your keyword usage. So. Uh, you'd want to step that up quite a bit. Now, when I say keyword usage, uh, I also mean these variant keywords that Google uh, will highlight in the search results. So there's a lot of choices here. And I'll send you this report so you have all this data in the list. Uh, but it's not just your exact match. There's a number of things you can do to make the uh, text look natural on the page. And so right off the bat, I'd want you to fix your uh, headings. And the key thing to look for in your headings is misusing the headings. So, uh, and what I mean by misusing is if you're using WordPress or something and you brought uh, bought a fancy theme and you're just using it stock off the web, a lot of those themes, they'll make your read more links H2. They'll make your, uh, you know, 
whatever links that don't even have any keyword context to them. They're just there stylistically. They'll make those with headings. And that's a big mistake because your headings are supposed to be contextual to what your page is about. It's like the headings in your thesis at college. You know, it shouldn't be about something that isn't about your topic. So make sure that you're using uh, LSI and topic relevant headings and make sure you're using enough of them to be competitive. And look at your keyword density. You don't have to have more content than everybody else. What you need to have is one to 2% more keyword density than your higher ranking competitors. And I wouldn't worry about over optimization I know a lot of people do, but if you're just 1% more than your competitors, you're probably going to be just fine. And every time I test to try to find an over-optimization limit for keyword density, uh, my test case is at 75% keyword density rank great. So I'm just not seeing an algorithmic penalty for it. It doesn't mean you do 75%. It means you just need one percentage point more than everybody else. So do that. Um, and uh, knock out these. There's a whole bunch in the roadmap to start. Just knock out the list I have on the screen first um, and get a quick result. And you can always go back and do more later. Okay, Ted, that was fantastic. Thank you very much. Oh, and uh, uh, contact me uh, via the contact form on seotoolab.com, and I'll send you the report. That was very nice of you, Ted. Thank you very much. Okay, let me share my screen. I did one here. Uh, I check your reports on here. Let's see, date modified root. Here's Caltrain River tubing I did. I can't remember if I put it in the proper, uh, did I put it in the proper? Yeah, so actually the one you sent me um, forwarded to this domain. So this is the domain I did, uh, oh, Brian. Yeah, that works, perfect. Okay, that's the actual correct domain. Okay, so um, Ted's showing you, can you guys uh, see what I'm looking at here? So Ted showed you a way to uh, use the roadmap, a very quick and easy kind of way of looking at places where you're deficient and highlighting things that, uh, you know, that correlate better with rankings and that also in his long, long experience, he thinks are good with rankings. Here's another way you can use uh, Quora. Uh, I like to kind of skip these ones here and I like to go to the overview and I like to do a little bit of uh, accelerate here to kind of compare uh, the page one average with what my my averages are. So the first thing I like to do here is I'm gonna go down here and I'm gonna uh, I hit the shift control down and I'm gonna uh, make uh, unhide all of the factors here, whether they correlate or not, is the first thing I'm gonna do. Then the next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make a pivot table out of this whole thing uh, so I can manipulate the data. Again, I'll hit con uh, shift control down. Now I'll hit control T. Uh, that's on Mac anyway. It'd be command, instead of control, it'd be command for the Mac. I'll hit okay. So now I've got myself a pivot table of all this stuff. I just have to do a little bit of uh, manipulation there. Okay, I'm going to get rid of the, I'm going to hide the best of both correlations. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide, I'm actually going to hide uh, result one, two and three, 
Well, first thing I'll hide is the, the deficit, the practical maximum, and the overall max. Because I'm going to make my own uh, recommendations there as to what I think you should be doing. So here's his one here. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to hide the top three as well. And all I want to know is what is the page one average and what do I have in this regard? And then in this, what I can do here is I can do smallest to largest because the, oh my, <laughs> wow. Uh, because the smallest is the higher, higher, higher correlating ones. I can also look in the charts here. I can select the whole thing, unhide all the charts. And I just want to see this chart. So if we check out, if we check out uh, CP375, you just can copy paste that. Look at the charts, which is the next one, CP375. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so here we have uh, the keywords and LI tags. That's, uh, have you ever seen, Ted, have you ever seen it be negative one? No, that's that's pretty uncommon. Uh, but that's you know, that's a strong correlation. It, it doesn't take a lot of data to get a very strong correlation. It just takes getting a few data points that only rank at the top. And so you got to take it with a grain of salt if there's only a few websites using it. Right. And the way you vet that is with Cora uh, Trends, and so you get you know. 30 related keywords, analyze them all with Cora Trends and see how broadly applicable these factors are. And I'm going to guess that keywords and LI tags and keywords and H1 and H2s are going to be pretty broadly applicable. Um, you know, those are, those are known zones. So that's your on-page navigation, your product tokens and categories, and obviously your headings. Of course, that's a really good guess. Okay, so, um, and of course, all of our experiments uh, confirm this as well. So this is what's correlating the most. So that's one major factor you can look at. You can see, okay, the page one average is 14 or 15. You only have two. So this is starting to show you where you are deficient in each one. Uh, keywords in H1, two tags, search terms in A tags. Uh, now, again, this correlated really, really highly. Um, exact match query links are still important, folks. So that's what you need to start be thinking of. And just making sure that for the ones that are important here, uh, based on the science, uh, and if you don't have the science, you can go by the correlations uh, of where you're deficient and making a judgment as to whether or not your number of pingbacks, is that really something you need to uh, optimize? Probably not. But just checking to see where you're deficient in all these other ones. Another way of looking at this data is to make another um, uh, uh, up or down, making another category here in the pivot table and subtracting the page one average, sorry, subtracting your result from the page one, page one average. And this will tell you how much you are deficient uh, or where you're the most deficient also in, in the page one averages. So the load time in milliseconds, your result, this is where you want to be deficient because you want to load much more slowly. So that's a good thing. But the number of bytes of first match, uh, they take 2,300. You only take 1,100. Again, that's very, very good. Uh, the word count, um, so you're very deficient in the word count. But you notice it's not correlating with rankings. Our experiments are showing recently that actually word count is not actually a ranking factor as far as we can tell, at least in this latest update. 
So you need to kind of go through here and see if you know the experimental data as to what's coming back for the experiments. Uh, you can start to use Cora as a measuring tool as the best, the, the hands down the best SEO measuring tool. Uh, and you can start to see, you know, uh, okay, uh, let's see, keywords and HTML tag. Okay, there's 138 here, uh, which seems to correlate pretty, well, not that strongly, pretty strongly. Uh, but you're down here, you're deficient 107. So that tells you where you're deficient, and then you can toggle it the other way and see where you're over. You're over on the meta description length. That could be possibly a problem. Um, you're over on the amount of do follow links on the page. It's about a do follow internal links on the page. Maybe you're sending too much page rank elsewhere. Who knows? Uh, the flesh Kincaid reading ease. Uh, we don't think that's a factor, and it's definitely not correlating uh, very strongly at all. Uh, keywords and article tags, etc. You can look through this list and see where you're uh, deficient. So looking at this is another way of using Cora, especially if you have got a good idea of what the uh, the uh, the ranking uh, the factors are based on experiments. You can use Cora as as simply the best. Uh, uh, tracking tool, measuring tool for all these different factors. And it's going it's to alert you to things that you didn't maybe even th think you would consider, like the number of US phone numbers. Or say, for example, like the one I showed previously, uh, load time in milliseconds, those kinds of things that you maybe didn't even know could have possibly been a factor. So that is definitely uh, quite handy to have. Now let's go here. Uh, it's maybe Ted, if you, Ted, do you have another one queued up already or are you still running it? Looks like Ted's still, still running, still processing. That's what core looks like when it's processing, when it's running. So let's go up here and see if I can answer some SEO questions while that's processing. So we did that core report. Okay. So we got a question here, domain with 1000 backlinks and hundred pages which some of them has zero backlinks. Can internal linking increase the amount of backlinks uh, to those without backlinks? What practice without link building? I'm not sure what you mean, what practice without link building. But um, uh, yeah, definitely refining internal links uh, can be important uh, if you do them the correct way. There's a certain way you need to do them and they're important. And if you don't do them that way, then they have no value whatsoever. Uh, and uh, also backlinks are important. I know there's a rumor in the SEO industry lately that you can rank without links. Uh, in most niches, that would be complete and utter bullshit. That'd be completely false. So, um, uh, so don't believe that. <laughs> uh, people are just saying that. The reason why the one particular person who was mentioned on the show earlier says that is because he doesn't know how to buy links. He doesn't know how to get them. He hasn't done the experiments as to what links are good or not. So he's afraid to get them because he's afraid of hurting sites. Uh, so uh, he doesn't have any science behind it. You cannot go with people who just from the cuff talk, you need people who do science. And the science is important and the science needs to remain hidden so that Google doesn't mess with our science the way they messed with Kyle's science recently. Uh, and so uh, you have to join, sorry, you have to join the club to get the get the, those results. Again, go to secretseo.guru if you wanna check it out. Lewis Houston asks, what's your advice on anchors from backlinks? Is there a best practice for ratios? Again, if you've done any scientific testing into this, you'd know what the answer was. The answer for this is no, there's no ratios. All linking tests I've ever done have always been exact match query. 
never had any problems, always ranked stuff, never seen, I've seen exactly where the thresholds are and what you can or can't go over, but it doesn't work like that. It's not anchor text ratios. It's not, it's not frequency ratios. It's not none of that. None of the stuff those black ass talk about has any factor whatsoever. They're not, they're not, they just, they just don't play a role. Those people have no idea what they're talking about. You need to get on a group that does SEO science. Science doesn't care what you believe. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay. So here's the rank today dental.com. I did process that one and I think my core is finished. Yes, it is. So let me open up the core report for that sucker. And let me share my screen here again. So dental SEO, I think I remembered to put in the, it didn't look like it captured your uh, domain name because your domain name either didn't like the hash you had at the end of it. Uh, but this is what you would need to do for basic tuning to which it's going to say you have F for all of them. Unless it did capture. Oh, I, I just ran that one. I got it to capture. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, did you remove the hash at the end? No, no, I left it in. Uh, you know the, the you, of course, are the ninja for, for Cora because you made it, as you well should be. Okay. Then, uh, then you do that one. Okay. So um, looking at this uh, report, um, normally I would spend, you know, 10 minutes looking around at all of the reports, but since we're live on the interwebs, I just got to kind of wing it and eyeball it. Um, so I see a few things that I would knock out right away. And so I'm going to hide the things that I think can wait till later. Ooh, this one is a nice one too. Um, and again, you can always come back and do another pass later. So the name of the game is to try to get quick results. So I'm hiding things that I think we could do in a later pass. Um, see, this one has me thinking that we should explore an outlier. So I'm going to leave that there because I think that needs to be investigated. Yeah. Um, hide. And I would actually do this one in a later pass too. So I wouldn't do a lot to start on this. I'd uh, obviously go in and tweak uh, the headings and the title tag and make sure that we're trying to get our relevancy there. Um, again, this is another case where you didn't rank in the top 100 for the keyword, not from my location. Um, so that usually means there's a relevancy problem. And so you need to make sure that you're using your headings and your title and your meta description effectively. And the fact that this is calling out search terms is very important. Normally it's asking for keywords, at which point you would use all of your variant keyword choices. But when it's search terms, it means exactly the search term used to make the report. 
Um, and that we don't see too often. So those are big call outs to me. So I think you need to use your exact search terms a little bit more to get that relevancy boost. Um, so I'd start with that and then I would come back and do a second pass later. I would also look at uh, the top three results. If we look at the overview and that was images with alt text. Um, so it, it's number two that's driving up that result. So I'd go look at that number two result and see what they're doing with images. Maybe they have a good idea. Maybe they have an exploit. Uh, but I'd, I'd investigate that for sure. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I'd do that as a first pass. Yeah, um, always, always look at the, uh, we're, we're going quickly. When you're doing a full core report or kind of a core analysis, you always need to look at what your competitors are on page one, see what might be throwing off the variances, see what might be um, really high or really low, uh, see what kind of page Google seems to like to rank for that query. Uh, for a lot of uh, best red apples style queries, they'll try to rank like a top 10s red apple or like a table or like a list with stars sometimes like that. You need to check to see what Google thinks is good for that because I'd also give you an indication of maybe what Google thinks is good for that, but also what users think are good for that. So that's definitely uh, another thing to keep in mind when you're doing this thing. Okay, uh, Barry puts one here. Uh, Essex wedding photographer, I'm presuming then you're going to want the old UK. So let me show you how I would run that here. So let me share my screen, give you a bit of a Cora tutorial. So I would take this. I go to Cora. I go to the wizard this time. I'm going to say, I don't know if he's in the top 100 or not. So I'm going to force that in here. So I'm going to copy that. I'm going to paste that. Oh, no, it's in the background. Now I need to close everything. Now it's here. Here we go. Now I need to paste that in here. Wait, why aren't you doing it? Paste. Okay, fine. There we go. Now I bet you, Ted, I'm gonna need to make that lowercase HTTPS, and you're probably gonna wanna uh, that. What are you doing? Um, I'm trying to use the wizard to uh, look for the UK. Okay. But it looks like he wants to track the domain name, like the actual root. So when it's the root, do you put the same thing in here and here? Well, you're forcing the URL into the results, and you don't want to do that unless you know it doesn't rank for the keyword. Oh, uh, I don't so know. If you I would just it. put the uh, domain, the Barry uh, photography.co.uk in the track domain up above. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it's just easier to not use the uh, wizard. I try to steer people away from it. But the wizard is lovely. Yeah, somebody asked a question. Uh, uh, did Cora tell you when you are over-optimized? 
Um, no, Cora won't tell you when you're over-optimized. The data's there. You can see if you're over-optimized, but Cora's not going to say, hey, you need to detune your pages, uh, simply because I think the science on over-optimization is very sketchy. And every time I run tests to try to find over-optimization triggers, all I find is that there are no triggers. So uh, the, you know, people say, you know, never exceed 4% keyword density. Well, my test cases for 75% keyword density rank fantastically. And the largest I've measured in the field was a LinkedIn page about lawyers, and it was 64% keyword density. Mm -hmm. So clearly Google's not punishing it. So why would I tell you to detune your page? That's yeah. So that this, to, to say the same thing another way, um, why do you presuppose that that is a, uh, that over-optimization is a factor to begin with? You heard that from the Gessios and the Gessios have no idea. If you listen to the science-based SEOs, we're not saying very much that over-optimization is, is a factor. In fact, we're pretty sure it's not we're just worried about letting you go crazy. And so we're kind of saying, well, stick close around to the page one average, but we really, really can't find that there's a, that, they, that, that, that goes too high. Okay, so to use it this way, I've put the domain in the domain uh, domains here. I've set the search to United Kingdom. I put the search in here. I did the search. It's found it in, at the spot 100. Should I use the wizard instead to force no, it? It found it at number 11. Oh, I see. Track to your 11. There yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah. So if it's number 11, then that's fine. Then I press the get data button. Yep. And you see it's going to process all the stuff. 300 threads or just under that are running. So while that's processing, I'll go back here and see if I can answer some questions here. Um, Uh, I don't know what that question means or if it's for me. Yeah, I've been very bad about questions this time around because I've been running stuff on the side instead. Uh, yes. Uh, again, I don't know if that's for me. One close call. I don't know if that's for me. Um, Neil Cheeseman says, not so much about liking some of the industry, but about respecting. Yeah, um, I understood what Clint was saying earlier. Um, uh, yeah, just just like Clint, though, I'm not going to stop uh, calling people out or doing science that I don't think is any good uh, or doing SEO that I don't think is any good. Um, uh, I would definitely, anyone, everyone who wants to participate with me in, in our testing group, of course, uh, we're working together, so I'm going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be friendly. But, um, you know, if, if some other group out there, I don't know, George Peterson started doing SEO testing and I thought it was all lies or crap, I'm, I'm going to, I would say that. It depends on their, you know, it depends on the quality of their testing. If the testing is good and their heart's in the right place, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say that, but I'm going to say, I don't agree with the results. Um, but, uh, I, I foresee a, a time coming up in the industry where that's not going to happen, where people are going to say they're doing tests and this is what's happening now. Some certain snake oil salesmen out there, no one on this call right now, but certain snake oil salesmen out there are doing, uh, uh, are claiming they're doing scientific testing. And I know for a fact they're not, because if you look at what they're doing, that's not scientific testing. 
So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go nuts. Of course, I'm not going to make stupid memes or Photoshop their heads on porn stars or anything like that, like stuff they do for me, but I'm, I am going to, uh, well, you know how you get instant credibility for testing? You you can be an unknown, nobody's ever heard of you, and get into SEO testing. Just share your data. Because if you share your data, you know, I can run Benford's Law on it to see if they're cookbooks. I can run statistical analysis on it to see if it looks like other related uh, niche data that I have. I can try to reproduce your experiment. If you just share your data and your methods, you get a huge amount of credibility. And when you see scientific or pseudo-scientific uh, blog posts and studies, and they don't share their data, then you know, you know it's a piece of crap. Amen to that. Did we just lose Josh? I think Josh fell off. So I think so. I'm the new host of the White Cross vs. Black show. We are now going to discuss well, hedgehogs. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh will we'll be back on in a minute. Um, <laughs> He's still trying to get used to using his uh, Windows machine. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about keyword density for a second, okay? Because uh, uh, I've recently done a lot of research into keyword density. Cora customers know I even added a full report for gathering serious keyword density analysis data. And what I've found is that it looks like Google is using keyword density. It, it really does. It's the thing isn't match count. When I made a skyscraper test case that had 7,000 keyword matches, it ranked just fine. Google didn't penalize that. But I tuned that skyscraper content with 7,000 keyword matches to 10% keyword density. It slotted in right where 10% is. And what I had above it were test cases going all the way up to 75% keyword density, but they were all 500 to 1,000 words. And those 500 to 1,000 words with better keyword density outranked the skyscraper content that had 7,000 keyword matches. It depends on the kind of test. Can you guys hear me now? Yep. We can. Welcome <laughs> back. So that's what happens when you run Cora and try to stream at the same time. <laughs> My computer—it's a big computer, but I guess it's not that big. Uh, okay, so thank you, Ted, for taking over. <laughs> I'm, oh, you're welcome. I'm the new host of White Hat versus Black Hat. That was great. Uh, you can you can host anytime, my friend. You can host anytime. Uh, okay, so the core report did finish. Let me get through that here—the one that we just did—and I think that'll be. I think that's all the core reports I can run for today. Let's see. It was the Essex wedding photographer. And uh, uh, yes, it got, got put in there. So let me see if it'll let me share my screen again. Okay. So once again, um, you can go with the roadmap, uh, which gives you kind of a quick look. You can go with basic tunings. This is also good for clients sometimes because it has a letter grade and clients like to see letter grades. 
Um, I don't like letter grades because it confuses my, my students to think that the letter grades are what they should be looking at and not the actual factors and what they're trying to track and measure. So again, the way I would, uh, I would uh, play with this data is I would, again, I would go down here. I would hide everything. I would hide this column because I'm not going to use it. I would go and I would hide these columns. I could use these, but it makes it harder to look at. And I'm going to go hide these columns. Then I'm going to make this the up and down. And then I'm going to make a pivot table, control T, easy to do. Now all the data is in a nice dressed little way that I like to use it. And then I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this factor minus the average. And so now these are the ones that I'm all down on. Uh, like the load time in milliseconds, good. I want to be lower. Number of bytes to first match, good. I want to be less bytes to first match. Even though it doesn't show that it correlates here. Uh, I'm going to do, the, again, the word count doesn't matter. It's so close that I would just leave it. The page size kilobytes, the number of internal links are low. Again, that's not necessarily a problem. You notice it doesn't correlate with rankings very well either. And I would look at all these factors later on down here. I could tailor the data the other way. Large, this is where I'm over. I should have called this over or under is what I want to call it. This is where I'm over. You can see their levels, the page one average. So we're over keywords. Now this just goes to exactly what what Ted was just talking about. Should I remove the keywords in the HTML tag here? No, no, I should not. Um, because this is not that far over anyway. And uh, we haven't been able to really track over optimization lately. It seems like Google has let the AI go crazy with keywords. Yeah. So all you know, the, the thing is there are the stories out there where people remove content and their rankings improve. And I believe those accountings are real. Uh, but they're not commonplace. The vast majority of people that detune a page usually end up seeing a rank dropping. And I, I hear people saying, oh, 2LX told me to remove, you know, 600 words. So I did, and my rankings went away. Um, so, you know, it, it just shouldn't be where you start. It should be the very last thing you try. Indeed. And if you want to get the keyword density here, um, uh, Ted, maybe you can step us through this one here. Right. Uh, it, it's the clean density. I can just, uh, if you know Excel well enough, you can just check out the entire column and I can see the average is 7.5%. Is is yeah, what bottom. most people want is that clean density column, but that column H is for the density of all your match words. So if you are looking for only the exact match, you'd have to keep scrolling till you find the exact match columns and then you can find the clean density for the exact match. But that's all of your variant matches. Uh, right. So which one is the actual? Uh, so EMG? you're looking for uh, Essex wedding photographer. So we see the match count in column V. Yeah. And I believe three more columns over is the clean keyword density for the exact match. I see. And for the exact match, the average is, wow. It's like lower than one percent. And where is this this person's website in this? Um, you'd want to highlight the row, so you'd scroll back, find it, highlight the row. 
uh, where they bury something, right? This one? Yep. And so they're clean word. All of keyword density here is pretty high for all the match words. It's a bit over, which is exactly what we found before. And it's over here in, uh, it's 0.8%. It's still over in the, uh, in the, for the overall average as well. So that's a good thing. So that's something you would leave alone when you're playing with this. This is something, something that's not bad that it's over. Um, I would look for other stuff. Uh, number of social pages, 23. That's great. I don't know that you can have that many social pages, but I, I suppose it's possible. Instagram, great. All that stuff's great. And then the last one you would do is actually use core of correlation, short smallest to... Uh, and these are the ones that correlate with rankings for your particular query that whether or not uh, I've done an experiment yet to prove that they're a ranking factor, the correlation is giving us a hint as to what, that it might be. And so you want, might want to make sure you're on par with this page one average as well, whatever it is. HRS rank, uh, domain juice, does domain juice help? Yes, it does. You're a little over actually. Um, that's fine. I would stop buying links at this point. I would start uh, playing around with other stuff. And if you're if you're playing around with Cora and Cora says everything's hunky-dory, well then what you want to start looking at at that point is quality. The only thing that Cora can't track, uh, we've we've trust me, we've talked about ways to do it. But the only thing Cora can't track right now is in your user clicks and is your conversions. And uh, that means your quality, your quality score as Google is is calculating it. And that's the last thing you need to look at for for your rankings in that in that uh, way shape or form. Okay, so let's go back here to the show. Uh, Nick, uh, see if I can answer these questions. Nick asks, in past episodes, you recommend popping these pages to be like red apples, but those pages have their own kind of keywords. So do you still optimize pop to their keywords or to the best red apples? Every page has to have its own keywords trying to rank for. Uh, and so one's going to be best red apples, one's going to be cheapest red apples, one's going to be red apples for home. Different searches that have different thing for different things that have different results is going to be a page is going to be dedicated to that, and that's what you're going to have to optimize for, and that's what the core can track here for you. Um, we're over time here to see if there's any final questions I can answer. Um, again, there's a big, huge, long question here that I don't know if it's for me. If you want me to answer it, guys, I need to see asterisks so I can see with my big Coke bottle glasses. Please and thank you. <clears throat> Um, <laughs> Israeli Defense Forces says, Josh, did you do your IDF draft? War is coming, brother. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but now I'm scared. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What is an IDF draft? Uh, the Israeli Defense Forces. Oh, okay. Um, uh, did Web 2.0 benefit ranking in any way? Uh, yes, Jason. Web 2.0 links can benefit your ranking. I would not go for them personally because um, they're kind of on the cusp of what's considered spammy. When you get a spammy link from Google, once you do scientific testing in isolated environments, you realize what are good links, what are bad links. And Web 2.0 links are some of the bad links sometimes. Uh, it, you, you, you'll be so surprised actually to see what Google will accept for backlinking. Uh, they, they've managed to terrify us all into not 
trying to get links, but actually it's not actually anywhere near, just like over-optimization for keywords that, that Ted mentioned is actually not as bad as you think. And so some of those links are okay. I wouldn't recommend getting though, getting them though, because you're never sure if they are. If you go, if you get a link and you get spidered, and suddenly your target page starts to fluctuate in rankings up or down, that's because of probably because of the spammy link, or possibly because of the spammy link, depending on what else you're doing. So should you should you delete it? Should you disavow it? No, you don't delete it. You don't disavow it. You leave that alone, and uh, just leave it alone for a few weeks, and then uh, any juice that's going to come out of that link will come out in a few weeks. The firm in UK puts asterisk so I can see the question and says, if I want to convert an e-com affiliate site into a blog site, is it best to 301 the old product pages to a related blog post, category pages, or do I have to create a product informational page? Um, why would you ever want to do that ever? <laughs> if you have an e-com or affiliate site, um, well, it could be kind of half bloggish already. I, I don't know what you're doing there. Blogs are not just the ranking holy grail like like some people seem to think they are. Um, I First off, I wouldn't change URLs because that's going to de delete any rankings you might have. Secondly, um, you need to look at what's ranking on page one and see what kind of pages Google wants to serve for that kind of a query. And you need to think of what kind of page the user is going to want for that query. And if it's a blog, fine. But uh, I don't think just because you're switching to a blog, things are going to get better. I don't know why. I, I can't think of any particular scenario as to why you would want to do that. Well, uh, I, I think it's important to note that you you may have le legitimate reasons. Um, you know, I always like to err on the side of having more properties that work. So why not have two sites if you need to do something different? I would not uh, merge a blog into an e-commerce site. I think that's a, a generally a bad idea. But if you want to have a blog and you operate an e-commerce site, just set it up on a different host name and have both of them ranking. You get a larger slice of the search results where the keywords overlap. If you put them together, what you find is your blog post uh, evict your category pages from the search results, and you have a terrible time selling. So if you want a blog, put it on a separate domain. Yeah, um, that's 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 the point, and that's a good point. In that, uh, uh, it's all about keyword cannibalization. So you need to plan your your pages very carefully, and internal linking matters, and 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 the 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 plan of what what keywords are going on what pages matter tremendously, tremendously. So you need to plan that all out, all out correctly. Sean Wright says a competitor has been sending referring websites to uh, to a certain uh, through auto SEO B2 or something, whatever that is called, to their website. Google Analytics is tracking them visiting a page on a website that doesn't exist. Uh, okay. Uh, then they go on to say, I've blocked referrers and HD access using Cloudflare to block referrers as well. Stopping Google Analytics from tracking the site. Is there anything else I should be looking for? Uh, nope. As long as they're not real users, that's probably fine. Going to a single page and then leaving it would only sync that page anyway. And if that page doesn't exist, then that should be perfectly fine. So your, your competitor has no idea what they're doing for negative SEO. I don't see that that's actually going to hurt them in any way, shape, or form based on our testing. Uh, Med El uh, Asal asks, Josh, do you have an email other than Gmail? I want to send you some factors to check Explorer. Sure. You can you can send me a message on Skype uh, at Josh Bashinsky. Um, no dots, uh, no dashes. So it's just Josh Bashinsky, all one word. 
J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I uh, on Skype. Go ahead, send it to me there. Um, uh, if you want, uh, and if any, if I run a core report for any of you guys or have any questions, again, you can connect with me on Skype that I just mentioned, or you can email me at joshmachinsky at gmail.com. Um, go ahead. That's perfectly fine. And uh, I could get these uh, reports to you that I did. That's not a problem. Um, uh, let's see if there's any more questions here. Uh, Connor asks, for those of us working with WordPress websites, do you guys have any recommendations you like for plugins dealing with page caching, uh, JS, CSS optimizations, and any other page speed helpers? Uh, same question for CDNs and hosts. Uh, they would love to get faster. Um, well, Connor, uh, we are using uh, Kinsta sometimes for speed, and uh, even better is Amazon AWS is what we're using for speed. So I would recommend you check those things out. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're WordPress or not. You should look to getting your WordPress cached. You should look to removing JS and CSS uh, that you don't need, uh, and then caching it as well. That will help speed things up. Kurt Shell says, say you have a service industry business that homepage ranks very well for their primary service and their service page also sometimes ranks for it. Would you consider doing a rail canonical? Yes, Kurt. So if you have a page that's ranking, if you have two pages that are ranking for one query that you want to rank for and they're, in, they're intermediate, you can just let Google kind of compete on those, but you can uh, rail canonical one to the other uh, and or you can 301 one to the other as well. And that hopefully should get Google get the idea that you just want the one page to rank. Um, Drew Spinoso says, Josh, star, 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 star. Homepage SEO title tags, business name, question mark. Um, right. No, so yes. Uh, depends how much room you have there, Drew. Uh, you definitely need to get your keywords in the title tag. Left leading is best from testing and from Quora. Uh, so, uh, and also matching the page name as well is extremely important for testing there. Uh, the Furman asks, uh, or further on this, uh, on the one we're talking about above, is the blog site running a WooCommerce affiliate plugin, but the blog is ranking better, but there are a few products ranking. Okay, that has nothing to do with it being an e-commerce page or a blog page per se. That has everything to do with the quality scores of each of those pages. The traffic that Google is sending those pages, the traffic that is being sent to those pages, is not giving it enough uh, quality score, not a good enough quality score relative to all of the pages. If these are pages in Google that got searches, every single page has a quality score, and they compete relative to every other quality score. And then all the other SEO factors compiled on top of that. So what you need to do is you need to improve the quality score for the page by making it convert better, by making it uh, 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 basically by making it convert better, by making the traffic happier there. And then it'll rank higher than everything else compared. Oh, it was it was this finger. It wasn't the other one. Um, showing you my my black tungsten wedding ring. Uh, it's one of my wedding rings that I wear. Black tungsten. Uh, from forevermetals.com. If you want a tungsten ring, go to forevermetals.com. They're great people. Interviewed them for my uh, my uh, my documentary on Google, which is on iTunes. Um. Uh, Jason Duckworth asks, with, with a hashtag, <laughs> okay, I, at least I saw it. That's fine. He asked, which types of backlinks are considered good in Google's eyes? Um, anyone that has plausible deniability. 
So you need plausible deniability. It has to be plausible to a Google employee that you didn't purchase that link, that someone donated that link to you. So we have all kinds of rules. We've shown ways you can increase your linking power by times three to times five the linking power you normally have. Um, uh, there's a fan in there that's... <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, I'm just going to mute you for a second. It's, it's off. No, wait. Oh, it's Greg. Greg, I'm going to mute you too. I don't, I don't want to hear about your thing in there, <laughs> whatever that means. So Jason, which types of backlinks are considered good in Google's eyes? Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of them that are considered good, but the general rule of thumb is plausible deniability. Uh, we know how to uh, power up our backlinks times three to times five. Look at bit.ly slash SEO proof for the proof of our rankings and what our, what, what all our factors are doing, not only the, the linking. Uh, and you can check it if you want to learn some of these secrets. Again, secretseo.guru. I still have a few spots left. Or joshmachinsky at gmail.com. Uh, Nick says, my previous long question is for Josh. Could you scroll back and take a stab at it? Thanks. No. <laughs> I don't want to scroll up and look at it. Anything you can ask me, you can ask quickly. So just quickly type it in down here before I close the show. You've got 30 seconds to type it in. It can be a short question. Trust me. Uh, 99% of the time when I get an SEO question, I do not need the backstory. Uh, uh, everyone likes to think that their, their website is, is special <laughs> and that no one has ever encountered these problems before. I guarantee you, if you, uh, if you, uh, very funny, Tim, I guarantee you, if you just give me a quick question, I, uh, I can probably answer it. I don't need the backstory. So please just give me a quick question or email me at joshpachinsky at gmail.com. If you're, if you absolutely think I need the backstory for it, yeah. Uh, for the uh, question about Dom D. Taylor Moz PA, you'd have to go look up in the Moz uh, documentation what the PA value uh, represents and how it's calculated. Uh, Dom D. Taylor is just an intermediate third party that passes along that API data. Thank you, Ted. Um, Court Shell asks, does Rail Canonical pass link juice? Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, it does. Rail Canonical does pass link juice. Hmm. What could we use that for? Oh, I don't know. Maybe we could, maybe we could route link juice through it. Maybe. Uh, it's secretseo.guru, Jason. Secretseo.guru uh, or joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Or you can contact me at uh, Josh Brzezinski on Skype, J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I at Skype, on, on Skype, at Skype, on Skype, whatever. Uh, you can contact me there as well for all you people asking there <laughs> at the bottom. Uh, Ted asks, what's the speed of a duck? It depends. Is it, uh, is it taped to the top of my car or did I shoot it from my potato gun? Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, do not try this experiment at home. <laughs> Uh, that's a terrible thing to do to a duck. Uh, Papa Royce and Papa asks, is PBN safe these days or is it better to buy links? Uh, PBN is perfectly safe if you've done it correctly. Um, but I like to acquire links. He says acquire with quotations, folks. Acquire. I like to acquire links. Uh, uh, and that's the better way to do it. Hmm. Okay, Nick asks the short version of the question. Here it is. Ready? Drum roll. Four sites. Two always rank, one to four position for top category. The other two sometimes rank, but often on page two or three for main categories. Same design on all categories. Any explanation or testing in this area? Yes. Uh, 
So it's there's a reason why that is. You're just not looking at enough of the factors, Nick. So so you need to do a run a core report. You need to run a pop. You need to do a, a full audit. You need to uh, check all the factors because clearly something is different between all of them. But if they all look the same, uh, uh, and if uh, it, I'll just say I'll just tell you right now, if they're on the same uh, uh, geographic location, then that's not going to work, right? You can't have the same site like four of them. Google's going to notice they're the same site, and they're going to de demote certain sites. They're going to pick at random which sites they want to demote and demote them. So if you're trying to rank in the same geographic location, a site that has the exact four sites that have the exact same design, that's not going to work. If this is a local play and you've got the same design, like a chiropractor site in Los Angeles, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Milan, it's a very eclectic portfolio you have. Um, try try visiting Los Angeles or Milan. Avoid the other ones I mentioned. <laughs> Uh, uh, hey, I'm Canadian. I can say it. Um, At the height of my e-com days, I was able to get 15 different uh, stores on 15 different domains to all rank top of Google for the same keywords. So we had all of page one and half of page two for a <laughs> lot of keywords. It can be done. Yes, it can be done. That's, that is SEO legendary right there, folks. That is Ted Kabitis. Ted Crusher Kabitis. Um, so uh, assu I'm assuming you're going for a local play and you're asking me, why do these two sites rank great and these two sites don't? Because the people in this area like those two sites and the people in this area don't. That's just the way it is. Like, So this is not the way to do SEO diagnosis. This is not the way to, do, to proceed with SEO. You need to join a scientific group. You don't like me, you don't like my scientific group, fine. Join Clint's, join SIA, join whatever else you want. But you need to join a group that does scientific testing, one that provides proof, like bit.ly slash SEO proof. Check out my testing at bit.ly slash SEO proof. I'm providing proof showing you that my recommendations are providing ranking boosts for everybody. So something I'm doing in the testing is good. Uh, and you need to get do the scientific testing because you can't just eyeball sites anymore and go, well, why isn't this ranking? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work that way anymore. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a sure diagnostic method. Nick continues on to say, what I meant was the other two sites sometimes rank top one to four, but not consistently versus the other two sites. Yeah, same answer, Nick. That's exactly what you would expect to see when the quality score is making you dance. I just did an experiment and published the results on this exact problem today for my group. Today I release it, this very day, showing some diagnosis using Search Console and also some experiments that we did. So... So you need to join a group that's doing the testing on this. I just did the test today, and we've done further testing on quality earlier. So, so uh, all right. Well, thank you very much. Jordan says, Cora the Hedgehog Ted. I agree. Uh, does your, oh, Court asks, does your SEO scientific testing group come with Cora access? Yes, Kurt. Although we need to twist Ted's arm here a little bit and, and ask him when the, the demo <laughs> accounts are going to be released or what he's doing there. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little late on that. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, don't blame Josh. It's my fault. I'm uh, scrambling to get out the access tool for the shared data. Um, so I'm just running a little behind. I can't do both simultaneously. Both are super awesome. Uh, the, the Getting the access to that data is like unbelievably good. So, so guys, we should be super, super excited. You can email me if you're in my group and you need some core reports done, email me 
And I can see what I can do there because uh, the demo accounts aren't coming out uh, that, that fast. I can't run a million reports for you though. So don't expect me to do like a hundred or even 10 or maybe even five. I can do one for you, one or two. Cause I don't need all hundred students emailing me do a hundred reports. If you do the math on that, the numbers get quite high. So um, yes. So the answer to your question, uh, yes. We do uh, offer Cora. Uh, there's Cora demo accounts that we offer. We also have the biggest educational discount for Cora, thirty percent. Uh, and for those of you who are wondering how to also uh, get Cora and try it for yourself, again, you can join my mentorship group. We have free access to it. Ted will put that out as soon as he can. And we also have thirty percent off of Cora. Or if you just want to try Cora out alone, you can get it at bitly/get-cora. That's bit.ly/get-cora and you can get 25% off there, which is still a very hefty discount. So I'd like to thank everyone for joining. Uh, Murris, you asked a question here. I didn't answer it. Let me answer. Uh, your question is, have you looked at trends prior to the big updates we've been seeing that appear to have started around August 1st, 2018? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I did Cora trends and diff, uh, or no, uh, Ted provided us with some Cora trends and diffs on those. And again, it's all keywords, 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 and social. It's everything that we've been tracking thus far. So if you have any more questions on that, connect with me on Skype, Josh Brzezinski. Email me at joshbrzezinski at gmail.com if you have any questions about my mentorship group. We just have a few spots left. Don't be surprised if I turn people away because uh, that we will eventually fill up. We're very close to being full. Uh, go to secretseo.guru to get these experiments. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof. If you don't believe me, don't believe me, fine. I don't care. Science doesn't care what you believe. Go, <laughs> go to... Uh, Go to uh, bit.ly slash SEO proof and see the proof of the rankings we've been doing. And uh, as I'd like to say, uh, for those about to rank, we salute you and good luck in the SERPs. Do you guys have any final uh, things you'd like to say for today before we sign off? Nope. Everyone have a good day. Good week. See you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining in. I'm sorry if we didn't get to your keyword. We'll try to do another one of these soon. I agree. I agree. All right. Thanks, folks. And we'll this is this is this is uh big Josh Bashinsky from the the big black and mean Windows machine signing off. And <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.